familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. You may be breastfeeding your baby. You may be pumping breast milk for your baby on a regular basis, or perhaps you're doing both. But what happens if you need to express your breast milk and there's no pump in sight? Maybe your pump breaks unexpectedly, or perhaps you need an alternative if you don't have a power source. These are just some of the benefits of hand expression and manual breast pumps. We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other mom we are equal we are the boob group welcome to the boob group we're here to support all moms who want to give their babies breast milk and to respect the choices of moms who have chosen to feed their babies in other ways i'm sunny galt how do you listen to the boob group our shows are available on multiple platforms such as itunes stitcher spreaker tune in and most recently we're very proud of this google play music so hit that subscribe button if you're on any of those sources today so you can get our episodes on a regular basis also just a quick reminder new mommy media has several other podcasts focused on new and expecting parents so So if you like the boob group, then please check out some of our other shows, which are available at newmommymedia.com. Or perhaps if you're an app person, you can download our network app, which is available for free wherever you download apps. So let's meet some of the mamas that are joining our conversation today. Ladies, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your experience with today's topic, whether you have experienced manually expressing breast milk for your baby or, you know, with hand pumps, things of that sort. So Rebecca, let's start with you. My name is Rebecca Jackson Artis. I'm a certified lactation specialist by choice. Um, I'm also a trained doula, and I'm a mom, and I'm also an actor and a writer. Yes, I breastfed both of my sons for two and a half years, so that's a total of five years of breastfeeding, and I did it all. I pumped manually, I pumped with a double electric breast pump, and I hand expressed, and I'm going to tell you, I preferably liked hand expression. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I'm glad we have a fan of hand expression on here. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. All right. Welcome to the show. Janelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Janelle. I live in upstate New York with my three-year-old son and my three-month-old daughter and my husband. I'm an Army vet and a stay-at-home mom now. um, And I have experience with manual pumps. I actually prefer them over the electric pumps. But And I don't have any experience with hand expression, but I'm interested to learn more about it. 
Absolutely. And I love that you said that you like the manual pumps better because I feel like manual pumps get such a bad rap. We think, oh my gosh, it's so much work. And you know, we just want the electric pumps to do their thing. And electric pumps certainly have their place. But I love that you said you love the manual pumps. So we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more later on. And Paula, Paula, are you a mama as well? Tell us more about yourself and your family. Hi, Sunny. Hi, Janelle and uh, Rebecca. Yes, I have a six and a half years old, Wyatt. I breastfeed him for four years and a half. And he's only three and she's almost winning at this time. So it's like seven years and a half breastfeeding. I think I'm ready <laughs> to win. <laughs> right? I know we do it for so long. It's like it becomes part of us. We're like, what are we going to do if we're not breastfeeding exactly. or pumping for our kids? <laughs> All right. Well, and we'll learn a little bit more about your professional experience a little later on. So ladies, thanks so much for being with us. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right, before we kick off our episode and talk more about hand expression and hand pumps, manual pumps, we are going to talk about a news headline. And I love sharing articles from things about breastfeeding, about pumping that are happening across the country. It gives us more of a worldly perspective on things. So this comes from Hong Kong, and it is about a flash mob that actually took place. It says, more than 100 breastfeeding mothers gathered at a train station in Hong Kong to protest prejudice. And the event was conducted uh, just about the time. It was a m- part of a Mother's Day celebration. So we just had Mother's Day. And co- kind of goes into more in depth. They were trying to raise awareness of the challenges they face as, as mothers who are breastfeeding their children. And they actually formed a group called Mama Milk Baby Alliance. And uh, yeah, they're just trying to raise support for this. And and it has some pictures. I'll, I'll be sure to post this link to our Facebook page if you guys want to check it out. But yeah, we, they were specifically trying to protest the fact that they need more adequate facilities throughout the country to be able to do this properly and uh, different you know facilities for breastfeeding childcare things of that sort so I wanted to just kind of see what you ladies thought of this um, I know we struggle with some stuff here in the US we obviously have nurses and and other ways to publicly show our support for breastfeeding and this just shows that it's happening in other countries as well so Rebecca any thoughts on this article you know, I, I'm one for, I consider myself um, an advocate for community organizing and anything dealing with uh, a disparity or a gap in community relations and society and, and the natural or, or the more holistic way to approach things. And if it's belittled, I, I really believe that coming together and having community organizing and getting women to come together. Women, we're some powerful people. And when we come together and we organize and we know how to do it and we're strategic, we can get anything done. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And let's see, Janelle, any ideas, any thoughts on this article? Well, I've never really experienced any discrimination or anything when it comes to breastfeeding in public. I've had some challenges with places to breastfeed while I was on drill with the National Guard or or whatnot. But, you know, I feel very fortunate that the communities I've, I've been in and, you know, that haven't given me dirty looks or told me to cover up. Um, and, and I'm not the most graceful person when it comes to breastfeeding in public either. So I'm sure that I've, I've graced them with, you know, some, some visuals that no one was expecting, but yeah, I I think it's, I think it's great. Just like Rebecca said, when communities come together, um, to, to recognize a problem and hopefully it brings awareness to people who may just be not as informed on the topic as, you know, other people. So I, I think anything is good, especially when it comes to, to something so large as raising healthy children. Paula, I'm really curious on, on your take on this. I don't know what the breastfeeding rates are like over in Hong Kong, but it sounds like they really need some more support behind them. I think it's wonderful. I think that we need to help populations, communities to be aware of how important is breastfeeding and the fact that we need to feel comfortable to be able to breastfeed wherever we are, wherever we go. So... I think it's wonderful that they are getting together and they are trying to get more help to be able to breastfeed in public. We need to do that. We need to do it in every single place. I know here now we have laws to protect us to breastfeed in public in most, and this is sad that we're saying in most of the states in this country, but at the same time, I wish we will need any law. I think I wish we could do it without anything and do it freely and nobody say anything about it. We should be proud of mothers who are breastfeeding around instead of looking for ways to, you know, stop other people for saying, from saying things to those mothers. But we need to help. Yeah. And it, I agree with you. It seems kind of strange that we need to have a law that protects us from allowing us to feed our babies. I'm like, this is a basic human need. And we need a law that says that we can do this when we need to do this. It seems really silly, right? So, you know, I mean, one thing I, I, I'm kind of on the fence about, especially in the article, article that it talks about the women of Hong Kong, they want more facilities to um, feel safe and comfortable to breastfeed. Now, I'm kind of on the fence with that because, and, and I've been hearing a lot, and I know in the state of Illinois uh, at O'Hare Airport, the representative uh, there, and, and I'm, unfortunately I'm forgetting her name, she advocated for a breastfeeding room because she is a new mom. That's great, but why are we, why are we promoting putting breastfeeding in a room And I understand that people are uncomfortable. I know I understand there's a gradual, you know, oh, well, you know, we have to do step by step. But we're we're starting off kind of in a way still hiding breastfeeding. And and, and then so we're going to put everybody in the room and then we have to work our way out. Why don't we just say, look, there's some women we like to we like to breastfeed. We don't want to go in a room. And I, I don't want my daughter to think she has to go in the room. So that's where I, that's why I'm on the fence with all this. I feel exactly the same way. I don't get happy when I see we're getting. Okay, I understand exactly what Rebecca says. You don't feel you personally don't feel comfortable breastfeeding in front of other people. Then you go to a room. It's nice to have a place 
destined for you to be able to feel comfortable yourself. But the rest of us who feel that we can do it in front of everybody and say, hey, I'm breastfeeding my baby. Look how wonderful this is. Just do it outdoors. Everybody can see you. The, the more we expose ourselves to something that is absolutely natural and everybody should take it like it is, the easier it will be for community to understand how important it is and we should be able to, you know, walk in the street like nothing happened. She's breastfeeding her baby. Good for her. That's it. You know? Yeah. And one of the things the article does say is I think it says something about childcare facilities. And I wonder, I'm not saying that that is like, you know, like a daycare kind of facility, but I'm wondering if Hong Kong is even missing, you know, places to change your baby's diaper or, or you know what I mean? I wonder if it, I, I don't know. And I don't know if the article really goes into a lot of depth about that, but like they may not just be talking about breastfeeding facilities, like go cover up or go into a separate room where people don't have to see you. I think it's also just about child caring for your child in general. So that can include a you know bunch of different things more like mother's room so it's not necessarily you know that it's just for breastfeeding but it sounds like they do need some support over there for moms in general you know and so uh, these ladies definitely uh, made some noise with this I can only imagine walking into you know a train station and seeing a hundred mothers breastfeed that is that is an image that is going to stick into a lot of people's heads so I think you know from that standpoint I think they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so today we are giving credit to two options for expressing breast milk that I personally feel are underrated but extremely useful, and that's hand pumps and manual expression. So our expert today is Paula Laria Rosello, and she's an international board-certified lactation consultant. She also teaches breastfeeding classes online. She has some great video tutorials on techniques such as manual expression that are posted to YouTube. We'll be sure to link to all of those on the episode page for this episode. Paula, welcome to the Boot Group. It's great to have you. Hi, thank you, Sunny. I'm very happy to be here today. Oh, good, good. We're excited to have you. So why do you think hand expression and manual pumps are sometimes overlooked as options for expressing breast milk? Okay, so I think the main reason for that uh, that is happening is because we have a it's easy to access to an electric breast pump. The, in the last years, I've been seeing an huge increment in quantity of brands, a variety of colors, sizes, shapes, whatever you want to um, name about uh, electric pumps. You go to the store, it's many of them to the point that you you get there, you see everything, you're looking for stuff for your baby, maybe you're looking for stuff for your baby shower, and you see all those pumps and you're like, I wonder why so many pumps here. I think I need one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's true. And um, that will be one of the reasons. And then also there is a new law that the medical insurance should be covering for those electric pumps for those mothers who are in need. And what I've been seeing is that 
mothers will ask for it no matter what, just in case. Oh, just in case I'm going to request the electric pump. And just in case I'm going to get it in my baby shower. So uh, I think easy accessibility that we have here in this country to those things make us end up buying stuff that we end up not needed later or, you know, just using a little bit. Exactly. Rebecca, I'd love to have your take on this, too, as someone who educates and helps breastfeeding moms. Why, why do you think that, uh, you know, we don't really consider these as options? Well, it doesn't make a lot of money. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's true. look at the look at the um, some of these top double electric breast pumps. I mean, look how much money is is being shelled out to do it. You know, it's all about marketing. It's all about pretty boxes. It's always it's you know we're taught to tell us what's more convenient for us. We as the, the majority of people, we're never allowed to find out for ourselves. We're told, oh, this is more convenient. And then look look what hospitals do. They're dealers of high-priced pumps. So, you know, they're also a part of the game. I'm not saying that there's no room for double electric breast pumps. I'm not saying that. I mean, and, and, and I know everybody has, they have options. But I, what I'm saying is we need to understand we can't negate certain options for women because it's not, cool or cute or pretty or stylish. And so if you really want the quick answer, it's because it just doesn't make that much money. I mean, hey, you buy a $15, $25 manual breast pump compared to, you know, some of these $500 breast pumps. I mean, come on. And then you, you promote hand expression. I mean, you know, so of course you're going to, you're going to get this image that hand expression is country ghetto, yeah. you know, that, that, that's your, your holistic crunchy moms who are crazy and barefoot and walking around with flowers in their hair. You know, you're, you're not going to get to say, well, you know, hand expression is actually amazing and you actually get a lot of results from hand expression and moms have to touch their breast. Oh my God. God forbid you make me touch my own breast for longer than 30 seconds. And you learn your body, you learn your rhythm. And again, we're also in a society that's telling us not to be in tune with our rhythm. You know, that's why, and I'll say it, and I know not a lot of people are going to like it, but I mean, that even goes to understanding our menses, you know? So we're taught to not touch ourselves, we're taught to not uh, be in tune with ourselves, understand our rhythm, and Marketing, 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 you need something to substitute. You need to buy something to make you better. You know, you need the best of this. And it's garbage in the end. So basically, uh, with also Rebecca is saying, it depends the needs of each mother, what kind of pump will be the more appropriate for you. Unfortunately, sometimes we go to buy the stuff without learning why we need. Are we? Uh, am I going to need a pump? What will be the reason I need the pump? What will be the more appropriate one for my needs? So depending the needs of each mother is the kind of pump or technique that she will need to use or more appropriate for that specific case. All right. So let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about hand expression first, and we'll talk more about the manual pumps in the second half of the show. So when it comes to hand expression, Paula, what would you say are some of the main benefits of hand expression? Hand expression is a magnificent technique for every single mother. The main reason or the situations where I've been using it the most are during the first three days of the baby life 
or five days, especially for those mothers who need to be separated from their babies. When this happened in the hospital, we have a policy, or at least in my hospital, there's a policy where we try to help mother to start stimulating breast milk during the, uh, the first uh, six hours after the baby is born. And what before, what we were doing was to give the mother the electric pump, the hospital-grade electric pump for her to start stimulating the breast. What we noticed is that when we asked them, most of them are extremely frustrated because they come out with the fact that they cannot get anything out of the breast. Okay, they, they, it's very hard to express. Due to the characteristics of colostrum that is small in quantity and it's thick, it's very difficult to remove with an electric pump. And also, when we are able to get something, we lost that drop inside the flanches. It doesn't go all the way to the bottle. We end up losing whatever we get. So for those cases, hand expression is the best way to express breast milk from the breast. It's very easy. It's, it's a technique that one, once that we learn, uh, it's very efficient and it's the best way to remove colostrum from the breast. Other uh, situations where we use uh, hand expression will be for babies who are, have very difficult time to start breastfeeding, to initiate the flow of milk. When we are engorged during those days, Sometimes the breast get really hard and it's more challenging for our babies to latch and get a good latch and avoid mother feeling some little bit of discomfort. So applying hand expression a couple of minutes before breastfeeding will help mother to soften the areola and that way mother will be able to help that baby to get a better grab. If we are using pump, if we are pumping, for any situation, when we, what we found out in different research is that when we combine pumping and hand expression at the same time, mothers can get more, more quantity of breast milk. They can express even double of what they express sometimes when they combine both techniques. I think uh, hand expression is a technique that every single mother should learn before they leave the hospital. It could be very helpful. There are also research that have shown that healthy mothers with healthy pregnancies, if they know there is a specific reason that they're going to be separated from their babies after the baby is born, and they know that during their pregnancy, they can also do hand expression before the baby is born. And to do that, please make sure that you have the confirmation of your doctor. You need to ask your OBGYN if you can do it. But you can do apply hand expression and start collecting colostrum for your baby if you already know that your baby will separate it from you before your baby is born. I think uh, those are the main reasons that we can use hand expression. Okay, so moms, why did you decide, and actually I guess this is a question more for Rebecca, because, you know, Janelle, I don't think you have experience doing this. So, uh, Rebecca, why did you decide to manually express? Why was that something that was important to you? I grew up in a formula feeding family, and I was blessed to have certain people who would kind of tap me on the shoulder and say, you know, you have an option to breastfeed. And um, I breastfed, and my family... Out of every all my relatives, um, I had very few that actually breastfed, and one being my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, 
who happened to live with my mother. And when I would go over to my mom's house, you know, my mom would say, oh, well, you know, you can leave the baby with me. Or my grandmother would say, well, you know, Becky, you can leave the baby with me, with her Mississippi uh, dialect. <laughs> and um, I would say, well, gra- you know, grandma, I don't pump. You know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any pumping. Um, I, don't have, I didn't pump any milk. And I remember maybe after the third time, my grandmother said, Becky, you can put your hand on your breast and exp- and she didn't say express, but she said you know you can get your milk from your your breast, Becky. You don't need no pump. What did you think I did? What do you think I did back in the forties and the fifties? I never used no pump, and so I realized yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And honestly, like she just said, girl, you better grab your breast and massage those. Breasts. And as so- as soon as I did, and, and again, I kind of knew what my grandmother meant. So it wasn't like a completely foreign concept to me. But you know, right. I just no one. Again, we live in the society that doesn't educate women about the power of our bodies and the, and, and just the limitless things that we can do. So anyway, I, I, I hand expressed that day. Now, of course, my hand got a little tired. And my grandmother said, you know, the more you do it, the more milk you're going to get out. And that's what she told me. And I would actually get more milk from hand expression. The more I learned how to do it, I started to learn how to get that rhythm. I started to learn the the certain spots on my breast to kind of get a better flow. It was amazing. And I was like, well, why, why not use a pump? So I went months without using a pump. Um, I would, you know, get a good, sometimes I get two bottles out and I know people think that's crazy, but I would. And we're using a double electric breast pump and I'm going to, I need to stress, I'm not saying double electric breast pumps are not needed. So I want to stress that. What I'm saying is we can't negate the options that mothers have. And so I started doing that to the point that I think maybe by that time my son was probably nine or 10 months old. I decided, let me pull out this double electric breast pump and, and try to use it. And it was almost like my breasts were like, Mm-mm, I don't like that thing. And so I just went back to using hand expression with my second son. I used the pump only at work because I knew it freaked people out. <laughs> if I if I'm saying and I I worked I, again I'm an actor so I worked at a theater company and another mom at the time was pumping too so we went and it was a very small office so we would just pump at our desk and I really with you know with the mothers I work with and the breastfeeding classes I do and 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 the mothers I talk to on on through the internet and all this I really promote mothers to hand express. And I'm telling you, I tell mothers, after you do the pump, the double electric breast pump, take that pump off when you don't see any more milk come out. Hand express some more in that in that bottle, and I bet you get two, three more ounces. And every time, women always call me back and say, you know, Rebecca, you're right. This is amazing. You know, why more people, why haven't, why, why hasn't a woman told me this for the last six months I've been working, you know, at work and struggling and crying because I only got four ounces and I could have gotten three more and gotten seven. So, you know, it's all about education. It's all about support. And it's all about, again, allowing women to make an educated decision for themselves. So, Rebecca, when you were manual, I'm, I'm saying hand expression, manual expression. Okay. I'm kind of using exactly. these terms interchangeably. Exactly. But when you were hand expressing, what would you typically do? I'm just curious about the process. Would, would you express the milk into a cup or, I mean, how, how did you do it? Well, when I first started, I would say that um, I started hand expressing into a bottle because, you know, hey, why, you know, let's, let's skip a step. You know? just, <laughs> right. Just, just put it into the bottle. And um, 
Um, I wasn't all, but my first son, I was, I really stayed at home most of my first son's first year. So I, I did have the blessing to, to not have to have storage. So when, you know, when my husband did say, oh, Rebecca, let's go to a movie together, you know, let's, you know, leave the baby with your grandmother or your mom, you know, then I was able to just grab a bottle and sit there and hand express. Now what I did is I have, now I want to tell people. Um, caution. I have very large breasts and it had nothing to do with breastfeeding. My grandmother had them. My mother had them. I just come from a family. We are chest blessed. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I scare people with my breasts. That's why, you know, that whole movement where people are like, oh, go braless. I'm like, mm, I'm going, I am going to end up in jail if I go braless. So <laughs> I'm going to hurt somebody, hurt myself, knock myself. I can't do that. So what I did is, you know, and I've heard women with larger breasts say, Rebecca, I can't hand express. And I'm like, why not? But I would start at the top or the part of my breast near my chest and I would do the C cup, the C, the C positioning. And I would squeeze with my four fingers at the bottom and I would take my thumb and I'd push it down toward my nipple and I do that and then I would even kind of push the milk from the the breast from the more the inside of because I was of course doing it from the outside of my breast but I would go inside um on the inside where my two breasts come together and I would I would rotate because I would want to also use those those milk ducts and and those that tubing, and so I'd massage that and then again work my way and work that thumb down toward my areola and my nipple. It would be like a waterfall, and it, I would hear that, and it would, and then you get a rhythm, and you just get the output. I mean, I hope I hope people can kind of get a visual from what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think you actually gave a, a great description of how it works. Paula, would you add anything else to that as far as how do you actually hand express? I mean, I thought that was a pretty good description. Anything else you would add to that? That's a very good description. Actually, I would like to add a couple of things in many of the things that Rebecca said. But regarding these, yes, first, always wash your hands. A step-by-step will be washing hands first. The second thing that it helps a lot to initiate hand expression. Also, uh, I'm thinking, based on Rebecca said, I can imagine that this happened like once the meal was increased after lactogenesis happened. When we have colostrum during the first three days or four, five days uh, for some mothers, it's a little bit more challenge and we may not see that <laughs> that Rebecca said, which is uh, it happens uh, later on. But during the first days, it's a, uh, it takes a little bit more than that. So washing hands after that, you can either do some warm compresses or a little bit of very gentle massage. Massage will be very, very soft, like a, like a caress. And all around the areola and also can go all the way under the armpit because we have mammary glands around the, the whole breast, but also under the armpit or axilla. So when we are engorged and we need to release that before the engorgement, sorry, that colostrum, you can massage all that area. That will take a couple of minutes. 
And when you do that massage, you're helping your body to release a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the one, the hormone that will help for the ejection of the milk. It's going to prepare the milk to flow easier out of the breast. Applying a couple of minutes of hand massage can be very beneficial for the next step that will be an expression. Yes, we use the hand in a U or in a C position. What I found out is that if we use the whole finger and then we press a lot of points at the same time, it doesn't work as well than when we use only the tip of the inner finger and the tip of the thumb. We're going to imagine there is a line crossing the nipple and the areola in any direction we want, and then we're going to position our hand in either a C or a U hole, only the tip of the index finger and the thumb at the same height of the nipple, imagining that line. And then we're going to do these three movements, press towards mother breast, compress fingers together, and release. Press compress, release, press, compress, release. When we have colostrum, we may not need uh, a bottle. We're not going to be able, we may lose those drops of colostrum. So we can use a spoon under the, the, the breast or the, the nipple and collect drop by drop those gold, golden drops of colostrum that can be extremely helpful for those babies that may be separated from their mothers too. And then after the meal increase, uh, three or five days after delivery, we can either use a bottle or for some mothers, just a bowl, like a glass bowl, will be easier because if milk flash out of the breast sprays, uh, the bowl will be able to contain all that milk that is coming out. So that will be what I want to add about the technique. The other thing that I love is Rebecca's story. I wish, um, I don't know if you will have enough time for this, but I have another story. My sister is in a different country. So remember that these are wonderful options that are being used for many years in other countries where things are not that accessible. And she's in another country, and she had her baby. And I was pretty new in the breastfeeding area, and I wanted to help her. And she said that she was back to work. She was breastfeeding, back to work, and she was using a manual pump for maybe two months. And I was like, oh, my gosh, breast pumps, electric pumps are so accessible here. I'm going to buy one, and I'm going to send it to you. It, was, it wasn't a good idea. It ended being very difficult. I sent it to her. Then she... They returned the package because it was coming from another country and it was an electric thing. And they ended charging her extra money because she was receiving something that they, don't, they didn't have there. And then when she finally got it and started using it, she was extremely disappointed. She was so used to use that manual pump and she was so efficient at using it that she did not get the same quantity using the double electric pump. So <laughs> isn't it that funny after all the yeah. things? Yeah. Yeah. So it goes back to technique and, and experience like what Rebecca was talking about. Like the more she did it, the easier it got, the more comfortable she got with the whole process. And that's just a testament to a lot of the times we just psych ourselves out, right? We're just like, oh, we can't do it. We got to have this electric thing that attaches to us. That's the only way to pump milk. And that's that's not. Yes. Right? 
Yes, definitely. I mean, what we got to talk? What did women do? Back in, <laughs> you know, I mean, what, why do you think women sat there and just sat and go, "Well, I guess I'm just going to always have to be with my baby," you right. know, in in 1901. Right. Women had women did have lives back then, and they did have time of separation from their their infants, and they might not have had access to that pedal pump. So they hand expressed. So this is not, you know, again, we, we're, we're coming from this concept of going back to nature, going back to understanding yourself is now called alternative. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. that's something we did for centuries and centuries and centuries. And this, this whole technology thing, this has only been in the last 50 years. This, this is what's really alternative. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. And the thing is, you just never know. I mean, you always have your hands with you. You know what I'm saying? So like, you don't have to worry about any like if you're away from your baby. I know this just happened to me recently is um, we had some company, my parents came into town for a while. And so my twins who I'm still breastfeeding, were very distracted, and they weren't nursing as much. And I found myself needing to manually, you know, hand express the breast milk, not using a pump or anything, because um, I was more full than I normally was. I didn't have a pump around. I I mean, this was not that's not part of our our life. Exactly. And, and I'm going to add this one thing because and that's true. I've been on date nights and, you know, my husband and I, my husband said, you know, Rebecca, let's go to this one extra place. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, and, and I look down. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And what I do is I remember one time I grabbed a cup that my <laughs> husband had. I guess he stopped at a, a restaurant and I dumped the stuff that he had in there. <laughs> And I know it's also, but I hand express because I needed to relieve myself. Also, just this morning, I was helping a mom out of Dallas, Texas, and she she was asking me that you know her baby is you know sleeping a lot through the night and he's getting older and and he's fine and she said he's gaining weight, he's pooping and peeing, doing wonderful things, and she said but she wakes up engorged and I said well you and then I said well you could pump and she's like but I don't want to wake him I don't want to wake my other son I said what about hand expression and she's like you know what I should start doing that so I mean it's not a foreign concept yeah no motor required right (laughs) just use your hand all right good input everybody okay we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to learn more about the benefits of using a manual pump I know we kind of talked about it kind of intermittently throughout the first half but we're going to dive into that a little bit more so we'll be right back When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion on hand expression and manual breast pumps. And Paula Laria Rosello is our expert. So, uh, Paula, let's now turn the conversation a little bit. Let's talk more about manual pumps. What are some of the benefits of using a manual pump? Manual pumps are easy to bring with you any place you go, especially for those mothers who don't feel comfortable trying to do hand expression. Okay, so manual pump will be a cheaper option. It's less expensive. You can put it on almost any hang, handbag, um, bring it with you any place you go. You don't need electricity to make it work. 
It could be very efficient as any other technique. You just need to practice, 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 you know, like we were saying before. That will be the main benefit of manual pumps. And also for those mothers who, also, who need to pump maybe once a week or once a day, they don't need any other thing than a manual pump to be able to do it. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually my situation is I really didn't need once my twin started uh, tandem breastfeeding, I really didn't need anything else besides a manual pump. And it wasn't even something that I had thought of as an option. Isn't that crazy? What I I was thinking that I was going to have to buy this, whatever, double electric or whatever. And I didn't even think about a a manual pump. I I had just heard horror stories. In fact, it's actually I'm going to blame my mom on this because she's the one that said, oh, they only had hand pumps or manual pumps when whatever I was a baby and oh it hurts your hand and like throwing all all this negative stuff so I had already had this perception of it being like far below electric pumps which isn't fair and what happened for me was my twins were born right before the Affordable Care Act took effect and I just missed the cutoff and so for my insurance they were giving out electric pumps now but not for me because my babies were born November as opposed to January right and so the lactation consultant that I was talking to said, you know, we have all of these manual pumps. Why don't you just, you're not going to be pumping a lot. You're primarily tandem breastfeeding, but I just wanted to incorporate one pumping session after my girls went to bed so I could store up some milk in the freezer so I could be, you know, away from them and someone be able to, you know, feed them some express breast milk. And so she's like, this could be perfect for you. And so I was very hesitant, very hesitant, but I got it in the mail. I'm looking at it like there's no way this thing is going to do anything. And I'm a really hands-on pumper, meaning I don't just kind of set it and forget it. Even if it's an electric pump, I like massage the breast with one hand and I pump with the other. I like, I, I'm just very involved in the pumping process. And so this wasn't that much different for me. Yeah, one hand was kind of squeezing, but I felt like I actually had more control over the whole process. And it turned out to be a really great thing for me. So again, this is one of the reasons I want to do these episodes is because I feel like there's so much negative information out there about these methods. And it could really be, depending on your situation, the very best thing for you. So, you know, I don't want anyone to overlook it. Uh, Janelle, I know we we haven't been ignoring you, but we've been talking so much about hand expression. I know you didn't have a lot of experience with that. So manual pumps, tell us a little bit uh, about those and, and how you use them and how it helped you. Sure. Well, with my, my first son, I used the electric pump at first and I hated it because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. I was a new mom. Like this is, everyone told me I had a pump and here's my electric pump. And, and so I kept on doing it and, and I think I just generalized it to pumping in, in general. I just hated pumping um, until I had a drill weekend. I'm with the, the Army National Guard here in New York State and where we were training just wasn't going to allow me to you know, take my huge machine set up and, and plug it in and, and do the pumping. So I got a hand pump and all my friends said I was going to hate it because state and where we were training just wasn't going to allow me to, you know, take my huge machine set up and, and plug it in and, and do the pumping. So I got a hand pump and all my friends said I was going to hate it because my hand was going to cramp up or whatever, but I had no choice They you know, they, I actually ended up pumping in a supply closet next to the K cups and printer ink. So there, you know, this was where I, where I had to do it. And then it turned out that I liked the manual pump way better. It hurt me less. I got more milk from it. Um, and it was way more convenient and easier to clean. It was this $15 pump um, compared to the $200 electric pump, which I ended up just throwing in the closet. And then now I use a manual pump with my daughter 
Um, I have a toddler, and so I couldn't be strapped to an outlet. Um, so now if I'm pumping and I need to go check on my son in his room, I can just walk with the pump right on my boob um, and not miss a beat. So you know, now there's the convenience of, you know, pump on the go almost. And, you know, all my friends are totally shocked when I tell them that I prefer the manual pump. They can't believe it. But I do. So there you have it. That's great. I love to hear that. So, Paula, can you explain to us logistically, what are some of the differences that moms would experience between a manual pump and electric pump? If moms are trying to think, uh, I don't know which one to get, like, what would you explain are some of the, the differences between the two? Janelle say a lot of the stuff already. One of the wonderful things with the manual pump is that uh, you control with your hand the strength and the speed of the pumping. So it feels more natural uh, in that matter because you are in control of everything all the time. Even though the new electric pumps, you can press a button, but it's still this extra thing out of your body, making all the suction, everything on your body, and it feels weird. So when you use the manual pump, you're holding the pump. Sometimes you hold it with some of them with both hands. Some of the, most of them, the new ones, you can do it with only one hand. And as you also said, you can, in some cases, you can pump and, and harness, um, compress the breast or massage the breast at the same time to get it more efficient. So it, it's nice that you can control the strain of the, the pump use. What I think makes mother uh, frustrated is when they think that at the first time that they are going to use it, they are going to get a lot. Think that with any single pump that you use, the first time is something new. And we have feelings. We have some feelings that make us think that, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, how it's going to feel, is this going to be painful, or we expect that the manual pump will be able to get a lot the first time, or same thing with the electric pump. So what I notice is that when they use it the first time and they don't think what they expect, they have two options. They either think that the pump doesn't work or their body is not producing enough, enough breast milk. So what my message will be, Give yourself a chance to try several times until you get comfortable with any technique that you want to use, and you will see how you're going to be able to modify the technique to the point that you can get as much as, as you can give or as much as you can. You, remember, the more you remove, the more meat you remove from your breast, the more meat you're going to be producing. So with more technique with more experience you're going to be able to get better results and rebecca i would love to get your take on since since you did so much of the hand expression like how you compare hand expression to using a manual pump because you have experience with both right yeah i i remember coming home from the hospital and, and i was given a manual breast pump and again, I, I, I had no idea what this thing was and I kind of understood. I was like, I think this big wide circles part that you put on <laughs> breast. And so I put it because nobody showed me. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, you're breastfeeding. That's great. Here's a manual breast pump. Oh, and here's a whole case of formula. But anyway, so I took it home and, and I used it and I, I didn't like like uh, Paula said, I didn't get that much output from it. So I was like, oh, this thing doesn't work, you know. And, and so I just kind of put it to the side. 
it was only my friend who had been breastfeeding at the time for about six months. And I told her about this manual. She said, oh, I love my manual pump. Love it. And by the way, we're both actors. So, of course, we have to be very overdramatic <laughs> you know, and use our hands and, and fall into each other. And so she was like, oh, I love my breast pump. It's the best. I can't stand my electric pump. She's like, I get way more out of my, my manual pump. And when she said that, I said, well, let me try this thing again. And I, I tried it for a few more times. And I looked up and I was like, oh. This actually works. So I always had my manual pump in the car for those times that I was driving in traffic. And I just have to, you know, put it on there to relieve myself. And then compared to ha- like just the hand expression part, like which one did you prefer, I guess is what I'm wondering. Hand expression. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why? I don't know. Maybe I felt more in control when I had my own hand. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I didn't like that barrier between me and my own body. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's something... You know, that's something I need to explore, Sunny. That's a good question. Because that's actually how I felt between an electric and a hand is I felt like once I filled up my manual pump, like I felt more of a sense of accomplishment than I did with an electric pump. And maybe that sounds really strange. But and and to Paula's point, it's because I was I felt like I was in control. I was like, okay, so my hands are doing all the work here, even though there's a hand pump involved. I'm still, you know, able to do this. And so I yeah, I actually just felt like I was accomplishing more when I was using a, a manual pump as opposed to an electric. So I was wondering if you felt that way with like the hand, you know, using your hand as opposed to a manual pump. I think you're right. And, and you know, and overall, Sunny, you know, breastfeeding is a very empowering thing. And, and however you fit your narrative into that lactation journey, like when you accept like, oh, I like this and you become so... Like, this has my name on it, and it feels good. And that's when you're like, that's what empowered me. And uh, Paula, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about, you know, pumps, and, and, and we don't certainly don't want to give electric pumps a, a bad rap because there's certainly a time and a place for it, and, and a lot of women greatly benefit from them. Would it be helpful, do you think, for moms who need to pump, and know they need to pump on a regular basis, to have both? I mean, we, we talked about um, manual pumps not being that expensive, you know, maybe an extra 15, 20 bucks on top of the $500 you're paying for an electric pump. So would you recommend that pumping moms have both just as a backup? That's a wonderful question. Uh, My recommendation will be if they have the opportunity to meet a lactation consultant in the hospital before they go home, talk to the lactation consultant about what's your situation. Are you going to stay home? Are you going to go back to work? Depending on your situation, the lactation consultant will be able to give you an idea what will be the best option. I don't think, I always say breastfeeding, the simple you do it, the easier. Having an electric pump when you're not going to use it is a waste of money. <laughs> okay. So, no, I don't think you need to buy an electric pump unless there is a specific situation for which you need, like going back to work. I would like to give like a small classification of the different pumps and what will be the main reason that you may need one of these pumps. So, hand expression, we talk about that a lot and it's more natural and it can be as efficient as as any other pump and sometimes even more efficient for mothers who don't feel comfortable using uh, something that is not natural. Manual pumps, 
perfect for bringing with you any place in case that you you don't like to do honey expression of breast milk for occasional use when you need to pump maybe one or three times once a day or three times per week for uh, for occasional use or like uh, Rebecca said I hope everybody is not driving and pumping at the same time but <laughs> definitely uh, if you're doing something else and you cannot use hand expressing manual pump can be a very a good option in those situations personal pumps are excellent options for mothers who already establish their meal supply they've been breastfeeding for one or two months breastfeeding is well established baby learned to breastfeed mother is producing what the quantity of breast milk this baby is needing and now she is going back to work and she needs to be pumping three or four times per day. So for those situations, one, remember, breast milk is well established. Then if you need to skip some feedings, a personal electric pump will be the perfect option for you because they are also small and you can bring it any place you go. Some of them, they also have an internal battery that will help you in case that you don't have electricity available. Hospital-grade pumps. We don't buy hospital-grade pumps at, at home. Uh, you may feel that, well, but that's the best option ever. That's the bigger pump, the best one. We only need hospital-grade pumps when there is a se complete separation from the baby, and we need to help mother to build her meal supply. This mother is separated from the baby for such amount of time, and she needs to be pumping at least eight times in 24 hours to be able to build her meal supply. So I think that will be the main difference for the different type of pumps. Yeah, and I actually used a hospital grade immediately after my twins were born because they, you know, were a little bit preemie, not too bad, but they were having trouble latching. So for the first two months, I used a hospital grade pump. And what I will say about that is that it's so easy to like fall in love with hospital grade pumps because <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I got so much milk. You guys should have seen me like every three hours I was pumping. It didn't matter day or night. And I mean, I was just like a pumping rock star. So I, I can definitely vouch for the hospital grade pumps. Um, but but I think it also goes to show that throughout your breastfeeding journey, you may use a bunch of these. You may start out with a hospital grade. <laughs> you may find that you don't need that at a certain point. You may go to a personal pump and then, you know, you may go to a hand pump after that and then you may throw it all out the window and say I'm just using my hands okay. <laughs> so you could go through the whole the whole gamut I guess depending on your needs so everyone thanks so much for being with us today it was a lot of fun chatting with you I really appreciate everyone sharing their personal experiences with this if you're a member of the boob group club then please be sure to check out our bonus content for this episode we're going to talk more about the benefits of hand expression and manual pumps even before your baby is born so we can actually get a jump start on all of this so for more information about our club visit our our website at newmommymedia.com. All right. So before we wrap up our show, we do have a quick question from one of our listeners. This comes from Sarah. And Sarah says, hi, I love your podcast and I need some help. My son is seven months old and has thrush. In turn, I got it and my nipple is cracked so badly on the underside. When he latches, it burns and it hurts so badly. I'm in no way stopping breastfeeding. So my question is, what can I do to ease or help with this nipple pain? Hi, this is Michelle Stolberger. I'm an IBCLC in the Washington, D.C. area. Hi, Sarah. 
Thanks for your question. I'm sorry to hear that you've been dealing with thrush. It can definitely be persistent because you and baby will pass it back and forth. Make sure that you've washed your bras really well and that you're not leaving any bra pads against your skin for too long while they're wet. You want to keep your area nice and dry so that you don't continue to gather bacteria. I think it's time to call in the big guns and break out the all-purpose nipple ointment. This is a prescription cream that includes an antifungal and it will help heal the cracks and prevent reoccurrence of the thrush. You can find the ingredients on Dr. Jack Newman's website and contact your OB about getting a prescription. Make sure that you and your baby are both getting treated to prevent further transmission of the thrush. And as always, contact an IBCLC if you have further questions. I hope this helps. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks so much for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, newbies for newly postpartum moms, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and twin talks for parents of multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.